Maybe you're a fan of Instagram, maybe not, but either way, it can be a really powerful addition to your business if you can just figure out how to use it in a way that works for you. And that's what this episode is all about. I'm joined by Nicole Ayaleggio, who is an Instagram strategist who has figured out exactly how to make Instagram work for her by creating a social media funnel that makes her sales. She started doing this for her clients, then her students, and before she knew it, she had a repeatable process for creating content that converts on Instagram. You'll hear Nicole share exactly what an Instagram funnel is and how to create one for yourself, how your podcast and Instagram can work together, how to spice up your Instagram stories, and more. This interview was extra special because I got to interview Nicole in person, which was so much fun. Be sure to check out Nicole on Instagram after listening at insta.amplified. Your podcast is a powerful tool that serves your audience and your business, but how do you manage it all, bring in new listeners, and convert those listeners into customers? That's what this show is all about. Welcome to Podcasting for Educators. I'm Sarah Whitaker, classroom teacher turned podcast manager, and I'm here to help you get the most out of your show all while making an impact on other educators. Hey, Nicole, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm actually sitting across from you, looking at you face-to-face, which is so cool. This is only my second in-person podcast interview, and the first one was with you also. <laughs> so- <laughs> same. Same. Yeah, we did. I'll, I'll link the episode we're talking about in the show notes, but we had recorded a kind of like roundtable style episode with our book club earlier. Well, now we're in 2024. This was in 2023. And that was my first time doing it in person too. It's so fun. It's so much different. And it's nice to actually like talk to you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Other than over Zoom. Yes. Be fun. We're lucky because that we live so close to each other that we can do this. I know. Thank goodness for the internet for bringing us together. I know. We live so close to each other. I know. It's so oh. fun. Okay. So we are going to be getting into Instagram today, which is always a hot topic, especially for podcasts podcasters because podcasters that I have worked with always have kind of like a mixed view when it comes to Instagram. Like some of them have started their podcast as a way to still show up for their audience, but like kind of pull back from Instagram a little bit because maybe they're feeling like Instagram wasn't working for them or they didn't have the time to consistently show up on there. They didn't have a strategy, whatever the reason. And then others really use Instagram as one of their main platforms alongside their podcast. I always say I have like a trifecta that I like to use together, which is your podcast, your email marketing, and your Instagram. I think that they all like work so, so well together. So I'm excited to get into this with you today. Definitely. And Instagram, I feel like, especially for podcasters, sometimes it can be like a little bit of, they have like resistance towards it because in the past few years for Instagram, it's been very like salesy on Instagram and it hasn't been like connection and right podcasts are all about connection and like telling a story and like sharing personal things and Instagram in the past few years has just been like here are three tips for this buy my thing and that's really it so it's like figuring out how to make all of it work together which is really exciting and we're gonna get into that today yes we are gonna get into that and I know another big and we'll talk about this hesitation that people have is you know, they want to use Instagram to promote their podcast, but a lot of the traditional things that used to work years ago don't really work anymore, like just plopping an audiogram up or plopping up a new episode graphic. 
that doesn't really get much engagement. And so people are like, I don't know what the heck to do on Instagram, especially when it comes to my podcast. So we'll get into all of that. But like I've mentioned a little bit, people definitely have some frustration for various reasons, whether it's that they don't have the time, they feel like it's not paying off. So as an Instagram strategist, how do you, how would you kind of respond to anybody who's listening who feels like Instagram isn't working for them or they're not really seeing the kind of growth that they hoped for? And it's not just podcasters. I feel like a lot of people are feeling frustrated with Instagram. They're posting all the time. They're not seeing the growth. They're not seeing the the sales that they want to. They're not seeing the translation to their email list. And it is frustrating. And I was there. So I totally get it. Backstory. I started out as like a nano influencer, which is like a really, really tiny influencer with not a lot of followers. I made a little bit of money. But then when I transitioned to business, the type of content that I was told to post as a business owner was way different than like an influencer. And especially if you're going from like, let's say a teacher and you're starting to transition into a podcast, most likely you've been following all of those people that are influencers and now transitioning to business. You're like, I don't know what to post about. I'm following all of these like big accounts and they're posting like all these promo things and they seem to be working for them. So I'm going to do the same thing, but then it doesn't pay off. So I want to start by saying Instagram can work for literally anybody. It can totally work for you. The problem is figuring out how. So it's not just going to be like all these little tiny tips and tricks. I want to figure out how we can bring connection back into Instagram. Hmm. So it's really exciting when you can go from, okay, three tips for XYZ, three tips to grow your brand. And you can transition that to here are three ways that I was able to do XYZ. Here are three ways that my client was able to do XYZ Mm -hmm. and then share those like simple tips and tricks, but make it a little bit more exciting for them and like bring it back to that connection. And I think especially, oh gosh, 2024 seriously is going to be the year of connection on Instagram because it's been so promo-y recently. I feel like I'm kind of going all over the place, but. No, no. And I didn't know that you used to have like a little nano influencer account before you even started your business. I didn't know that. That's how I kind of got into everything. And then one of my friends was like, hey, your Instagram's doing really well. She had a business and she was like, can you help me with my Instagram? So I did it for free and ended up doing amazing. And then I was like, okay, I can probably like charge for this. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's so cool. That's how how my business started. And then I got into a program that taught me how to grow my business. And yeah. Nice. That's awesome. I love that. That was like just a really organic transition into being a business owner. It worked really, really well. But I just, from going through all of that, I really do understand like how frustrating it can be to try to grow if you don't know what you're doing. So I want to go through like a little bit of like tips and tricks for like how you can kind of transition to all of that. Yes, that sounds great. And I'm totally with you. I'm hoping that 2024 brings more connection back into Instagram because yes, it has been very, very salesy. And I just think like you kind of touched on, we see what other people are doing and we think that we have to do exactly that. And if it doesn't fit your business or your personality, it just doesn't feel right. And I know that that's what's happened for me. And that's why I've always been so up and down on Instagram is like, I need to find that sweet spot for myself and find like what feels good and what works. 
for me. Exactly. And it's also like, it's hard, but it's important to take a good look at your content and like check out your content and imagine yourself as your ideal client. Most of the time we are our ideal clients in the past. So think about yourself in the past. And if you were scrolling through Instagram, would you stop and take a look at your content that you're putting out? If you're like, oh, it's just a new podcast graphic and you would probably keep scrolling most likely. So the hardest part is taking a good look at your content and seeing, would I stop to read this? Is this valuable? Is it something I can Google? Or is this something that's going to give me perspective from someone that's been there before? So that's like the first step. And then adding in your personal touches to it. So like, are you funny? Go ahead and add in some humor to it. Are you silly? Go ahead and like do a silly dancing reel. Are you serious? Go ahead and do a face talking reel. Yeah. It's all about like figuring out what works for you and your personality and not trying to copy what everyone else is doing. Especially when reels first came out, everyone was trying to do those like silly dancing pointing (laughs) reels and it doesn't work for everybody. Like it works well for some people because that's their personality, but some people you can tell they're faking it (laughs) and they're trying so hard to like put on a face for Instagram and your people can see through it. Yes. A hundred percent. I always said I will not be somebody who's up there dancing and pointing and I don't think I ever have. So I have stayed true to that, which is good, but I completely agree. I love to put myself in the shoes of my ideal client and like, think about me as a consumer and as somebody scrolling on Instagram or somebody listening to podcasts or whatever, fill in the blank in your business, like what would make you interested in the content that you're putting out? So I know that you, and I feel like you're kind of, you've kind of hinted at some of this, but you talk a lot about Instagram funnels and about like, okay, if somebody comes to your profile, are they going to follow you? Are they going to stick around? So what exactly is an Instagram funnel? So before we kind of get into Instagram funnels, if you're listening to this, obviously not if you're driving, but if you're listening to this, I want you to pull up your Instagram and go to your insights. If you've been consistently posting for the past month, I want you to pull up your insights and look at the metric profile visits. Check your profile visits. If you were getting, let's say, a thousand profile visits, but you only grew three followers this month, Mm. there's a problem there. Yeah. So what is that problem? The problem is that people are coming to your profile and they're confused. If they come to your profile and they're confused even a little bit, they're leaving. They're not going to stick around. They're not going to binge your content. They're not going to grab your freebie. They're not going to follow you. Mm. So by having an Instagram funnel set up, that ensures that the right people that come to your profile will immediately be like, oh, this page is for me. I'm sticking around. So basically, an Instagram funnel is you post a post, a reel, whatever it may be. Somebody comes to your profile, they see your name, it explains who you are and what you do. They see your bio, it explains why somebody should be following you. And then it shows, hey, I have this awesome free resource I'd love for you to pick up. They look at your highlights. Your highlights are like a mini website and they are able to tell, okay, this is all about podcasting. This is all about like her success stories. This is her story about who she is as a person. And then they see your pinned posts, which could be some of your best tips, could be like your most, your best performing reel, something that entices them to stay a little bit longer. And in those pinned posts says, follow me for more information on this. So that's what an Instagram funnel is, is somebody sees your content, then they get to your profile. 
And immediately, within 10 seconds, I'm telling you, people's attention span is so low right now. Like, under 10 seconds, somebody has to be able to come to your profile and be like, yes, I need to follow this person or no, it's not really for me right now. Yeah. But if they come to your profile and they have to do any brain work, (laughs) if they have to expend any brain calories in order to figure out what it is that you do, they're not going to stick around. Seriously, it amazes me because I work with some pretty big creators and sometimes they don't have this. So we tweak this and then immediately their account blows up because Mm. they've been getting all these profile visits, but nobody's sticking around. And now that people know who they are and what they do, they're like, oh, of course, I'm going to stick around and follow. That's how we start to build a big community on Instagram. I love it. And it, it seems like such a simple tweak too, but one that can make a really, really big impact. And I love how you gave the, like, that's almost like a quick little audit that you can do was pulling up those insights that Nicole just touched on. What do you consider posting consistently? So that's a great question. And there's so much noise. If you follow any like big Instagram gurus, experts, they're all going to talk about consistency on Instagram. So what the heck is consistency? (laughs) Figuring out a schedule that works for you, your life, your business, and one that is not going to overwhelm you. Mm -hmm. So for me, in my stage of life, I have two little boys. They're nuts. I only can work for a few hours a day. And then in the afternoons, I spend with them. So for me, I have been able to do one reel a day and then adding carousels. Some people can't, and that's totally fine. If you can commit to doing three posts a week, whether that be a reel, a carousel, that's a great place to start. I really do feel like if you start out too strong and you're like, okay, I'm going to post every single day. I'm going to post one reel, one carousel, whatever it is, every single day. Mm -hmm. And then in two weeks, you're like, okay, I can't keep up with this. I'm really burnt out. And then you kind of fall off the bandwagon and you could potentially fall off the bandwagon for months. I know because it's happened to me. Mm-hmm. Same. <laughs> and then I come back and I'm like, okay, I haven't been on here for three months now. Like, I need Same. to get back on it. But if you have that schedule. So after I fell off the bandwagon for a few months, I came back and I did three posts a week. Mm-hmm. I got my business got completely booked out and like that's all you don't need yeah. any more than that. If your goal is to grow your Instagram account as fast as possible, you do need to post more. Yeah. That's just, yeah. that, that's what you need to do. But if your goal is to get a few more clients and still like show your face, three posts a week is perfect. Mm-hmm. And it's not just consistency with like the amount of posts that you're doing, but consistency in what you're talking about your brand voice, like not copying other people, like consistency in being authentic to yourself too. Mm-hmm. And authenticity on Instagram is also a buzzword. So yes. I hate <laughs> using that. But like what we talked about before, right? Like true, if, you're, if you're not like a goofy, silly person, don't try to be. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Perfect. And okay, couple follow-up questions. When So you said for your profile, you you have your name, what you do, And then what was the second thing you said for the, like who you serve, like how you help people? Yeah. So originally, like originally I was, I would say like three years ago for Instagram bios, everybody said to have your, I help statement in your Instagram bio. You can do that and that's fine, but more so give people a reason why they should follow you. Mm -hmm. So for me, for instance, it says like, it has my name, it has what I do. And then my first line is confidently post on Instagram. So I'm telling you what Mm -hmm. you're going to get by following me on this page. I love that. So let's say like 
for podcasting for educators, the first line of your bio could be grow your podcast with ease, something like that. That's going to be like, yes, that's exactly what I need. And then after that, you can give them even more reasons why they should follow you, a link to a freebie, or like, let's say like you've been featured in like a big publication. You can do that. You can say, Mm -hmm. my podcast has a million downloads. You can add that for a little bit of a trust building, things like that. But that first line, it's like, why should somebody stay and follow you? Yes. I like that. And I like how you, I feel like you're really good at keeping that line like concise, but very clear and engaging at the same time, which takes a little bit of thought to to kind of like wrap up everything you do in one sentence. Now, okay, for your pinned posts, do you recommend, and this this might be like a kind of varies person to person, but are there certain things that should be in those pinned posts? Like, should you have like one about a freebie, one about you, or does it kind of depend? That's a great question. So I'm going to give you my favorite like three series. And this is what I love um, to do for my clients. I do have one client that it's a little different. So I'll touch on that too. The first pinned post, I love for it to be a start here. Mm -hmm. So people used to do this in their highlights and it was a start here to like take them through kind of what their page is about. I love having it as a pinned post and it's not going to like be a high engaging post. It's not going to be a high liked post. Um, You can even hide your likes if you're embarrassed about the amount of likes that you're going to get on it. But it's important. So for the first person that like somebody that comes to your profile for the first time, they are going to be like, oh, start here. Perfect. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be able to go through and see what your page is about. So literally, I love to have a picture of you. It's going to have big letters start here. And then it's a carousel post. And a carousel post is a multi picture post. And then the second picture is going to say a little bit about you, why you started your business. And then it's going to say, here's what you can expect to find on my page. Mm. Swipe to the next slide. And then you can talk about all of the things that you talk about on your page, why somebody should follow you. Then if you have a free resource, then the next slide can be about your free resource. Then your paid offers. Like if you're looking for more information, I do have this paid offer as well. And then at the end, I usually like to say, I'm so happy you're here. I would love to get to know you better. Please feel free to comment or DM me and we can connect further. Um, so that first start here post kind of encompasses all of it. I love that. That's so lives. smart. You can like get the most bang for your buck in there. And I will say, I I definitely do like when I stumble upon somebody's new, like maybe I find somebody through a reel and I go to their profile. If they have any kind of posts like that, I do always look at that first because it does give you really good information. And it's just like, it's almost like, as you were describing it, it's almost like, your welcome sequence in your email. When somebody signs up for a freebie, you're introducing yourself, you're letting them know what to expect. So that makes perfect sense. Exactly. And then like people can easily tell, okay, is this page for me? Is this page not for me? And they're not confused. Right. So for the second pin post, one of my clients, we like to do a, um, we have her freebie offer. Her freebie does really, really well. Mm -hmm. So we have her freebie offer like front and center as one of her pinned posts. So it gives like a little bit of information and then it automatically says grab my freebie. So it gives people a quick win too. Mm -hmm. So when they get to their page, you have to start here. You have, oh, she has this amazing free offer. Of course, I want to download this to get your email address. Then for that third pin post, I like to do like your highest performing post, Mm -hmm. real carousel, but not just one that's like a trendy, silly one, one that is your best performing post that offers value to your audience. So something that they can maybe take a 
uh, action on and immediately see results from. Yeah. So that way they're, they see all of these things and they're like, whoo, she's giving me all of this as soon as I pop on her page. Of course I'm following her. Yes. So that's my sequence that I really like. If you have your freebie in your first pinned post, then your second pinned post can be another great value. Mm, I love that. That's so perfect. I'm going to, I have some tweaks that I want to make on my profile that I'm already like thinking about. And for your clients, do you usually use, like if you're featuring that freebie, freebie, do you usually use many chat as a way to deliver it? It depends on the client. Okay. Most of my, I have, I have four main clients right now. Three of them like many chat one. She hates it. Yeah. She, she doesn't want to, she feels like it's inauthentic. And that's fine. Like yeah. whatever is best for you. But if you have a lot of followers and you know you're going to be getting a lot of DMs, questions about this, you don't want to be physically responding to a hundred <laughs> comments and then DMing them with your freebie. Yes. So ManyChat is fantastic in order for you to just like, and then the person gets the freebie right away too. Yeah. And then they don't have to wait an hour until you're back on your phone. And <laughs> so that is so funny because... I recently, sometimes I use ManyChat and sometimes I don't. And I have had that same thought of like, does this feel like inauthentic to people? But then I also think this is what people are used to now. They're used to commenting and getting it right away. So when I haven't used it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like I have to, it's been 20 minutes this person commented and I need to send it to them. Exactly. (laughs) And then it puts undue pressure on you. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, now I need to be on my phone 24-7. And that's right. what we're getting away from. It. Yes, we yes. We don't want to be on Instagram 24-7. Yeah. We want to grow our presence, but we don't want to spend all day there. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. So, I mean, I, I'm definitely in the camp of like that. It, that just seems like such a great tool to take advantage of. So don't feel guilty using it. <laughs> no, definitely. I highly recommend it. Yeah. And I use the free version. Yeah, right same. Now. So it works well for DM automation. Um, so you can say like DM me this code word. So if anyone is thinking many chat, like, another subscription I need, they have a free version. And then eventually, once you have so many Instagram followers that you can't keep up with it, then you can pay for this. Yeah. And you'll be selling. So exactly. it covers the cost of the mem- <laughs> of the membership or whatever it's called. Yeah. Love it. I'm interrupting this episode for a brief moment to answer one of the biggest questions that podcasters have. How do I continue to bring in and retain new listeners? Here's my favorite answer, podcast guesting. When you guest on the right podcasts, you're positioning yourself in front of ideal listeners and customers. This is a powerful strategy when done intentionally, and I can show you how in my mini course, Guesting for Educators. In this course, I'll teach you my three-step approach to landing and leveraging podcast guest interviews. When you join, you'll get access to the course content, templates, swipe copy, and even a list of shows who are currently accepting guests. The best part? You can work your way through the content in less than a weekend. What are you waiting for? Head to www.podcastingforeducators.com slash guesting to learn more. Back to the episode. Okay, let's get into a little bit of podcasting and Instagram and how they work together. We talked a little bit about this at the beginning, but there definitely is, I don't know if frustration is the right word, but I think there's a lot of confusion around like, okay, how can I actually talk about my podcast episodes in a way that people are interested in on Instagram? And I have talked a lot on this podcast before about what has worked for me. And personally, what has worked best for me is doing 
like a carousel or a reel that just takes a little snippet from the episode, not like an audio clip, but an actual like teaching point or an engagement question from the episode, just pulling like one piece from that episode and making that an Instagram post and then kind of leading with that. So you're like leading with that value. And then at the end of the caption or the last slide on the carousel or whatever kind of post you're doing, then you can mention that like if they want to learn more, if they want to hear more, they can check out the podcast episode. That's what's worked for me. I'd love to know like what you've seen work and what are some things that we should be considering as podcasters. That's actually my favorite tip to awesome. give. So you're doing everything correct. Okay. Um, so <laughs> what I always recommend is you take like some type of teaching point and you make a single post or a carousel about it. You can even do what I really like to do and what has worked well for my clients is they literally take the phone and they do, it's kind of like a story, like they do a face-talking reel, simply talking, hey, I I just recorded this podcast episode. We talked about this, this, and this. Here's something that you can get from it. Somebody that does this really well is Mel Robbins. Um, If you look at Mel Robbins' Instagram page, she will just simply like get on her phone and talk to you and tell you like something that happened to her and then say, oh, yeah, by the way, we talked about it on my podcast. Like so nonchalant, so casual. So like she's talking to her bestie on her phone. And that's like what I recommend to most people is that you literally just like get on your phone and you talk like you're talking to your bestie. If you're doing that face talking type of reel, yeah. if you're not the type of person that likes reels and you're more carousel, single graphic posts, that's totally fine. But you are going to need to do a little bit more work than just like throwing up new episode. Here's the episode and link to it, which is annoying for some people. And it does take some time, but once you get into the groove of it, or once you teach your VA how to do it, it can be really easy and mm-hmm. it's a really streamlined process. So I would say take your top one to three tips from an episode, make a single image or a graphic carousel out of it. And then, like you said, that last line is, hey, head to my profile um, if you want to listen to the entire episode. We talk about this in way more detail. Yeah. So that is that's exactly what I recommend. But that that addition of the face talking reel where you're literally just like riffing on a topic that you were just talking about on your podcast those have done really, really well. So if you want to give it a try, I do highly recommend it. Yeah, no, that's a great tip. And I'll link to Mel's Instagram so you can see those examples. And I would imagine that like when she does that, it's a very in the moment, like right after she's done recording. Most likely. Yeah. I, I know sometimes like it looks like she's like still in bed, like yeah. her hair is like she's she doesn't care. And that's what I, I love about her. Yeah. I'm like trying to embody a little bit of Mel. Same, same, <laughs> same. I know that's it's a hard, hard barrier to get across for sure. And you can even I mean, as you were talking about that example, I have also done just like some like if you're out on a walk video yourself taking a walk and those tips that you would have put in a carousel put on a reel and put some audio behind it, right? Exactly. And that's why I, so on my old account, I was doing mostly carousels and single graphic posts because that's what I liked doing. And that's what I was comfortable doing because reels came out pretty recently in the Instagram lifetime. Yeah. So I was used to that. I liked it, but it takes a lot of time to do a carousel and a reel. So in this new phase of, I started a new Instagram account and I've been posting mostly reels because they take way less time for me. You're not designing, you're not sitting there in Canva designing. Exactly. And they perform really well. Yeah. So if you're not afraid to like try out reels and like put your face in front of it, 
give it a go. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're doing amazing. You guys have to, you have to go follow Nicole because she did. How long ago was it that you started this new account? Like the end of October. Yeah. And you've, I just feel like you've been so good of just like showing up, showing, you know, personal life, business life. You've been so consistent and it's working. Like it's working. I'm seeing your follower count go up and people buying your stuff. And it's just been really cool to see. So and that, that's the other thing too, is like, I get students and clients like, well, I have less than a thousand followers. I, I shouldn't be selling anything until I have at least like a thousand or 5,000 followers. Like, no, no, Mm-mm. I literally, I made five sales yesterday and I have less than 650 followers. Yeah. You literally just have to be so, and that's okay. That's another thing. It's going to like send me on a tangent. <laughs> you have to be so obsessed with your offer. You have to like make an offer that you're like, I want this. Yeah. Like make sure your offer is so good. You set it at a price point that you're like, this is a no brainer. Mm -hmm. Like I need this product. And like, I don't even have to think twice about it. Talk about it. Like you're so obsessed about it. And then if you actually believe it, your audience will see that too. And that's how you're going to build trust, build sales, get people on your email list. Like I talk about my freebie, like it's a thousand dollars. Yeah. Yes. And that you're so right. It works alongside with consistency, like making sure, like I noticed, like I said earlier, I am so up and down with Instagram. I was telling Nicole before we got on here that that's one of my goals this year is to be more consistent because I have all the content in the world, like between my podcast episodes and my other content, like I'm not lacking in that. It's just a matter of figuring out a schedule and being consistent. But I, I notice every time that I actually am consistently talking about an offer across multiple days and not just once and then forgetting about it until the next month, it works. It really does work. And so many people, so many of you who are listening are TBT sellers and you've got those low ticket resources that are $2, $3. And if you can really amp those up on your Instagram, I mean, so many of you have such a huge following. And if you can be consistent with that, it can pay off big time. Oh my gosh. And I was actually on a strategy call yesterday with one of my clients. And one thing that we talked about, and she's like, I feel like I'm being too repetitive. I feel like I'm annoying my audience. And if you're feeling the same way, let me tell you, you're not Yeah. at all. One of my favorite people to, to follow, she sells digital products and what she does, she literally talks about the same five digital products every single day, <laughs> every day. And I never get tired of it. Yeah. Because she's also, it's not just that. She's also saying like her personal life. So like, yeah, if it's something that I've already bought from her, I can swipe through. Like, I, and I don't find it annoying at all. The only person you're annoying is yourself. Mm-hmm. The only person that sees all of your content is yourself. Yes. Talk about your content. And I'm going to give you guys another tip. So every day in your stories, I, I do recommend trying to get on your stories daily if you can. If you can't, that's fine. Three times a week is good. But yeah. every time that you get on your stories... In the morning, share what you're going to do for the day. Share um, something that you usually do in the morning. You're going on a walk. Share that with your audience. Like invite them into your world. In the middle of the day, share your product. Mm. Like share a link or say, DM me for more information. If you want people to book a call for a service, go ahead and say, book a free call here. And we can talk about it more. And then at the end of the day, share something personal again. And do that every single time you get on your stories. You are going to see your freebies take off, your sales take off. 
I'm telling you, you're not annoying anybody, I promise. <laughs> yes. And if you feel like you're being annoying, you're probably like at the sweet spot of where you need to be. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I mean, like you're saying, stories can be especially can just be so casual and so in the moment. It's not something that you have to go and create graphics for every time you get on your stories. It can just be in the moment. And I'm so glad that you brought up stories because I want to talk a little bit about that because I've seen you talk a lot about Instagram stories and like how you can spice your Instagram stories up, especially when you're doing things like, you know, if you have a post on your feed and then you share it to your stories, like how can you make it, how can you put it up there in a way that makes people want to go and check it out? I love this. (laughs) It's so fun. So you've seen it. You've seen these creators and they, they just had this post and they throw it up on their stories and give no context behind it. And they're like, okay. I just did this yesterday. Yeah. But and that, and the important part is some people are saying, stop sharing your posts to your stories. Uh-huh. I don't agree with that. Yeah. I, mean, I, th- I think you need to, because Instagram is only showing 20% of your followers, your content. Mm-hmm. So let's say you do this really amazing post and it only shows it to 20% of your followers. Most of your followers don't see it and they probably want to. Right. So I do think that sharing it to your stories is important. But what I would love to see more of is people doing it is in like a fun and exciting way. So after this, if you want to head to my Instagram, it's a whole series. It's called Spice Up Your Stories, parts one through 10, I think I have right now. But what you can do is I love to like take a screenshot of your whole Instagram feed and then put that on your story and then add your like share your story this is going to be confusing. Share your post to the story yeah. and like kind of add it on top. So it looks like it's your feed, but then you have this like one that's bigger than all the other ones. Yes. And then people, and then you can say like, click here, like new post, like look at this. And it's a fun and visually exciting thing. Another thing that I love doing besides that is you get on your stories and you say, Hey, have you heard about what did I do today? Oh, Are you looking for more things to post on Instagram? Do you need more ideas for what you can post on Instagram today? And then you can put a poll. Yes or no. Mm -hmm. That's what, this is what I did this morning. And then after that, you can do, well, lucky for you, (laughs) I just made a What a coincidence. About the seven things that you can, like seven posts that you can do this week for your Instagram. And then that leads into that. And then you can share the real then. So it's really it's not just about like putting it up there. It's about giving a little bit of context. Uh, and I have some clients that are like, I know, I never know what to talk about on stories. I, like, what do I do? I say, look at the post I just made for you. Like, look at the post you just posted on Instagram and talk about it on yeah. your stories. Riff a little bit more and go into depth. You can literally say the same exact thing that's in the caption, just in like talk, like talking to somebody and then say, for more information, like check out this post and then link to the post. Yes. I feel like that was a little confusing. No, it wasn't confusing. And I have a visual of what you were describing because I've seen your reels. Like Nicole said, we'll link, we'll link her Instagram, but she has this great series and you do such a good job of like screen recording what you're doing so you can actually see how to do it because (laughs) no, you did. No, I totally get exactly what you're saying. So those are really good tips. I've actually done that. Like if I ever do have an audiogram or maybe like sometimes I'll do some slides that cover, you know, topics that I talked about in a recent podcast episode. And I'll put that in my stories. But first, I'll do something like ask some sort of engagement question. And that kind of like leads into it. And it feels better. Because like you said, if you just kind of plop these things up with no context, it's just kind of like, what? 
Where did yeah. this come from? It's all about adding context. And the same thing, like like I said, in the beginning of the day, share what you do. In the middle of the day, share your product. Don't just share your product. I should I should have given more context to that. So giving information about your product. Like yeah. is is 2020 like for me, is 2024 your year you want to grow on Instagram? Yes or no? I have this amazing free resource, the Instagram growth tool. Like here's the link to it and then give the link and then talk more about why somebody should get it. And then they can go back and grab it via that link. Mm -hmm. So it's all about giving context and not just saying, Hey, buy my stuff. Yeah. Hey, get my freebie. Like why, why, why do I want to give you my email address? I already have 10,000 emails. I don't need any more. Give me a good reason. Like you have to sell your freebies too. For sure. You a hundred percent do. It's (laughs) tough to get people's email addresses these days. Everybody, everybody knows what's up now. (laughs) with the email addresses. They know they're about to join your email list if they sign up. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. I feel like we've touched on a lot of different things. You've given us a lot of great tips about making a really engaging profile that's going to hook people in, keep them around, giving context in your stories, different types of posts that we can create. Do you have any other tips that that you want to leave us with as we kind of like wrap up that people should keep in mind? this year. Especially because we're talking mostly about podcasters here. I did want to give you guys a really easy, real idea that you can use. Love it. So what I would love for you to do, and I want all podcasters to try this out, is set up a tripod or find a good spot on your desk where you record your podcast with your phone and record your entire podcast episode on your phone. It sounds annoying, but... (laughs) What you're going to do after that is you're going to pick a 30-second clip of you talking, like of your face talking, and you don't have to be looking at your camera. You can be looking at at your computer and use that and try it out as a reel. Yes. See how it does. But this way, you're not creating 18,000 different pieces of content. You already have that piece. Yeah. And then just make sure it's like a really spicy, punchy, like section of it. And then in the caption, add a little bit more and then say, check out, check out more here. But that has done really, really well in the past. So I would say, give it a go. Yes. I love it. I love, I love it. And I think that that's something that all of us can try. You don't have to be super camera ready. Like Nicole said, you don't even have to be looking at the camera. It could be like that side view. I've seen a lot of people do those videos and now I'm wondering why we didn't set up our camera for this episode. (laughs) We'll create, we'll create a reel together when this episode comes out. (laughs) Besides that, just, I really want everybody that's listening to rethink Instagram. And I know like, especially if you've had resistance towards Instagram in the past, like give it another shot. I think Instagram is one of the best ways to connect with people, but I feel like in the past few years, that connection has been lost. Mm -hmm. So Try as hard as you can to connect with your audience in your stories. Talk like you're talking to your bestie on FaceTime. Don't say like, hey, I heard I heard everyone on here talking about say, I heard you wanted to know, like talk like you're talking to your bestie yeah. on your stories. Give context, talk about your personal journey, talk about your client's journey. Oh, and something else I just talked to about with one of my clients was seriously, like if you're struggling with something in business. If you want to connect with your audience, Hmm. talk about that struggle. People are like, no, no, no. Like I I need to like talk. Like I have everything figured out all of the time and you don't. So if you like, and that's when my Instagram account blew up is when I talked about having six clients and making a thousand dollars a month and being burnt out and Mm -hmm. being stressed. And I was like, there's like, why would I talk about this on my Instagram? But I was like, "Eh, I'm going to try it out. After that, it's when I got all my clients. Like it's weird. 
but people want, they simply want to connect with somebody. Yes. And we're all craving that connection after the past few years. So share your story, share your success. If you are very successful, but you've had that story in the past, share your past story and just allow people into your world. Yes. Such good advice. And it is so true. We need that connection. I was scrolling the other day and I came across this coach and I'm very hesitant when it comes to coaches because I just feel like there's a lot of fluff out there. But she had this really great post where she was super vulnerable and talking about like this huge offer that she had put out there in 2023 and how it flopped and was just like very honest. And I was like, wow, I really actually appreciate that and appreciate like seeing that behind the scenes and not just putting on your best face and sharing all of your wins, but also sharing things that you've struggled with. So that's great advice. Yeah. And cheers to 2024. I hope everybody is able to make a big presence on Instagram. Yes. And even like the boring things that seem boring to you throughout your day, like what you what you like to drink during the day? Like, do you like Diet Coke? Okay, there's going to be somebody in your audience who is like, oh my God, I can't go a day without Diet Coke. Like all of these little details. I just a fun <laughs> one and you can edit this out if you want. But I say I go food shopping. This is the oh my God, yes. This is something that I say. <laughs> and I, I said it on my Instagram stories and I was like, this is what I'm doing today. I'm going food shopping. I have 20 people. DM me like food shopping. <laughs> Who the heck says food shopping? And I was like, I don't know. I do. So then I had to know, yeah. am I the only person in the entire world that says food shopping? So I put up a poll. I said, okay, apparently this is a thing. And I need to know who says food shopping and who says grocery shopping. And it's people in New Jersey and New York yep. say food shopping, which I have no idea because I'm from New Jersey originally. Yes. And people from, it was like England and Australia say food shopping. Oh, and do they? Ev- well, Apparently. According to my poll results, <laughs> which had like not a ton of, of votes, but yeah. And then the rest of the US was like grocery shopping, and you're an idiot for calling it food shopping. <laughs> that is so funny. I replied to that story because my mom is from Jersey, and one of my good friends who lives in my neighborhood is from Jersey, and she's always like, I gotta go food shopping. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> that is so funny. I had all of you who are listening, I, I feel like all of us probably have like one scenario in our head that we can think of that we put on our stories that we were just like, I don't know, nobody's going to care about this. And then you come back to your Instagram and you have like 20 DMs from people (laughs) responding to you. Mine was Craig, the movie Ace Ventura. Mm -hmm. Okay. I say Ventura and he says Ventura. And it's one of these things that we're like constantly Mm -hmm. debating about. And that was something that I had put on my stories and I got like a huge response from. I think, yeah. What do you say? I feel like I kind of go back and forth. Do you? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's a hard, it's a hard thing to say. Yeah. So like you, I just like say things until somebody knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Ace Ventura. Ventura. You say Ventura. I think so. <gasps> oh my gosh. I think. Interesting. I'm not sure. I'm so glad Craig's not here because he would be <laughs> so happy to hear you say that. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So there's another action step that you can take today. Start posting about your little mundane things throughout the day because people probably will be interested in them. And I did a, um, I I redid like something in my office. Like I put up like silly wallpaper in my office. Oh, I love your wallpaper. Everyone loved it. Yeah. Like, like seriously, no matter what you're doing in your day, I asked like Starbucks or Dunkin'. 
that was that was like had a big. Are you Duncan? I'm Duncan, but everyone was pissed. That's again because you're from Jersey. (laughs) Jersey's all about the Duncan. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so funny. Well, Nicole, thank you so much for coming over to my house and doing this this episode with me. We'll have to do a follow up for sure. Can you let us know where people can find you online after listening? Definitely. So I would love to make new friends on Instagram. I I love like making new friends and talking to you. And seriously, if you have questions, just DM me. So it's. (laughs) <laughs> I have to think about this because I have a new account now. It's insta.amplified is my is my uh, new handle. You can follow my old one too. It's Nicole Ialegio, which is insane. But I don't I'm not as active on that anymore as I was. And if you're interested in doing an Instagram funnel for yourself as well, I do have a low ticket offer that runs you through exactly how to create an Instagram funnel for yourself. It's what I've used. Um, Sarah has the program. It's what my client is what I use for my clients. It's the exact step-by-step process that I use. So you can create your own Instagram funnel for yourself. And it's only $47. So you guys need to go and check that out. Awesome. Thank you so much. We will put all of those links in the show notes and hopefully we'll have you back on here soon. That would be so fun. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. To keep this conversation going, connect with me on Instagram at Podcasting for Educators. I'm always looking for an excuse to talk about podcasting. If you're looking for support in launching, managing, or growing your podcast, check out my online course, the Podcasting for Educators Prep School at podcastingforeducators.com slash prep school. I'll see you here next time.